Hannah, thank you. Don, thank you too. It's good to be here this morning, and uh, it is a blessing. We are truly blessed. Just want to ask you to continue to pray for Carmen Janus. Um, of course, she had, I mentioned last week, the heart issue and uh, the electronics in her heart. Uh, the left side aren't working the way they should be. So what they, they did a cath, and there was no blockage, which is good. So they, for a month, they have her wearing a shock vest. And so she'll wear that for a month. They've got her on some medications. And hopefully there can be a reset uh, on, on the heart. And so continue to keep Carmen in your prayers. It's good to see Lorna here, Kayleen. Uh, we have so much to be thankful for. People are healing. They're getting better. Uh, Larry Estes is going to have some more tests done. They're hopeful that they can find... Uh, something that will help him with the, the IBM that he's struggling with. So uh, there's always many to uh, be praying for. And then I do want to remind you, Charity Judah is going to be here the 7th, which is next Sunday. And uh, this is our Christmas boxes. We still have a few left out there in the Christmas boxes. Everything you need to know about the Christmas boxes are in the Christmas boxes. We're going to have to have them back by November 21st. Because we're going to deliver them to, I believe, Fairview, Fairview Baptist Church, and they'll they'll uh, disseminate them from there. So, if you have any questions, if you haven't gotten a Christmas box uh, from Samaritan's Purse, uh, pick one up today. Let us know that we'll sign you out with it, and then November twenty-first, you have until to re, you know return that. Um, but so, what a great ministry, and and we're blessed to be able to do that this morning. There's a handout in your bulletin. Uh, we're continuing our series in Colossians, and we'll be in chapter 1 this morning. I do want to um, read a passage out of 1 Corinthians that's going to mirror uh, a little bit of what Jesus was saying in that passage uh, that, uh, that Don read for us out of Matthew 13. The key to that whole section of teaching, as Jesus teaching in parables, was he makes this statement. He makes it several times in the Gospel of Matthew he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, and the struggle, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, with God's people and people that are not God's people is hearing, the hearing, how we hear, um, the way we hear, uh, what we should hear. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, I'm just going to read a few verses and then we'll go to Colossians chapter one. So this mirrors really the passage that you read, uh, Don, there'll be the application for this morning's lesson. So first Corinthians two, beginning in verse 11, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man for who among men knows the thoughts of a man, except the spirit of the man, which is in him. Even so the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, Christians, you have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is who, who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. So you and I receive the spirit of God so that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God, which things we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit. We've learned by the spirit of God. We teach and are taught by, not by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts 
with spiritual words. Now listen to this, verse 14. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Now go to Colossians chapter 1. When we started this passage, and I had mentioned to you last week, um, if you took the first 12 verses in the first chapter of Colossians, I'd done a study, and it's been, well, I was in college, um, and it was ended up almost a three-year study just on the Holy Spirit, just the Holy Spirit, Genesis through Revelation. In fact, I had to do my dissertation, that's for my degree, uh, was on the Holy Spirit. And so it was almost a three-year study, and it was Genesis through Revelation, and uh, it's everything that the Bible speaks about and teaches concerning the Holy Spirit of God. And and I have to say, I think it was the single most impactful study in my life. Um, And then what makes this passage in this little letter, Colossians, so unique in these first 12 verses is that if you took everything that the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit it's what we call tenets. A tenet is a fundamental basic belief in something, a, a true statement, a true belief about something. So of all the tenets in the Bible that have to do with the Holy Spirit, you can see the evidence in it in the written words that Paul writes to the church in Colossae. And so it's the evidence. You can hear these words, you can read these words, and these are words that are the evidence and the picture of the Holy Spirit of God. The, the passage that we just read, this is, this is the evidence of what we've been taught and how we live according to the Spirit of God that's been given to us. We know that um, when God saves us, God saves us by Christ alone. Just by Christ alone, he saves us. Through faith alone, by grace alone. Through Christ alone. And that's how he saves us. But when he saves us, he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it dwells within us. And I think the single biggest problem that all Christians encounter, and I do believe this is the biggest problem, is growing, learning uh, to, to be spiritual, to be that Holy Spirit-filled person uh, in the world and in our flesh. I, I believe that. I do. Uh, I had, just as a quick recap on those first three points from last week, the Holy Spirit, and you just, many places, but John chapter 16, verse 1 through 5, is the Holy Spirit guides us, leads us, convicts us, teaches us. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And it's a promise from God, and we're sealed with it. The love of God is poured into our heart through the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 5. So we're spiritual beings, but we're in our flesh. We're in our flesh, and it's a lifelong struggle. And I've quoted this verse many times, but Paul says it best in Romans chapter 7. He says, why do I do the very thing I don't want to do? He's saying this, the Apostle Paul. Why do I do the very thing I don't want to do? The good that I would do, I find that I cannot do. I find then that the principle of evil dwells within me, the one who wishes to do good. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of death? Paul's just being honest. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, apostolic ministry, and he's just honest. He says, why do I do the things I don't want to do? 
He has the Holy Spirit. He's being God, taught, led, convicted, and yet he's in his flesh. And so part of our maturity as a Christian is as we have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, living in our flesh, is to be able to grow and grow up and to mature and to be led by the Spirit of God and have that victory over our flesh and all those earthly things. I mentioned last week there's three dimensions. There's the Holy Spirit, the the spiritual realm of God, a Holy Spirit. There is the earthly realm, and then there is the satanic, which is an evil spirit. It's that darkness. And those are the three realms. We know in the spiritual, this satanic spiritual realm, Satan prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. His, his native tongue is lying. It's what the scripture says, gospel of John. He lies continuously. But the scripture also teaches that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And if we'll resist him, he'll flee. But there is that satanic, satanic, satanic realm. Then there's the earthly Now, the earthly, sometimes we give Satan, I've said this before, we give Satan way too much credit. There's things we give Satan credit for, and the scripture says God will not allow you to be tempted beyond anything you can handle. We give him, and we can resist him, and he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world, and yet, so we do. We fail, blame it on Satan. Spiritual warfare, okay, but many times, it's just us. It's just our flesh. That's all. We're born into sin. Psalms 51, we are born sinners. And then there is the Holy Spirit, that spiritual realm. So there's those three places, and it's real. We're under attack. We have our flesh. And then there's the Holy Spirit of God if you've been saved. And so we're in this struggle. And so last week as we began this, I I mentioned, you know, a spiritual life is being guide, led, convicted, teaching, all those things from the Spirit of God. And we are. And then how does that work? A spiritual person always are knowing our knowledge, what we know. It changes. In, in that earthly realm, your knowledge is limited. In fact, the scripture says, the righteousness of a man is a filthy rag, Isaiah, unto God. So even the best that we can do, even in our morality, is not good. It's just not good. The demonic's the demonic. But so over here, now that I'm a, a spiritual being, Given the gift of the Holy Spirit, my knowledge changes, my knowing. I know, and the single most important thing that you and I need to know, the first thing is that who you are of by the will of who. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's amazing to me the number of Christians that just kind of stumble through life, and they've not had reinforced or even really fully known the reality, who I am of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I am of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I'm not of Aubrey by the will of Aubrey. I'm of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Single most important thing. Then we talk about that next step. And so as I know who I am of Christ by the will of God, every, the spiritual person who we offer ourselves to, what we offer ourselves to, what we give changes. A spiritual person offers ourselves, affiliates, commits to completely something different than the earthly and the demonic. It does. And then even what we give, and I love that in all of Paul's letters, he's all of his introductory statements, he says, grace and peace to you. He, He wants grace and peace. 
of all the conflicts in your life, you, 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 any conflict, I don't care what your struggle is or your conflict or your circumstances, take it and put it in one realm. Just one. I am of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. I'm saved by God alone, through Christ alone, by grace alone, through faith alone. I'm in the middle of a struggle. My marriage, my health, my finances, my family, whatever. And, and the earthly always responds one way. The demonic always responds demonically. But if you can take whatever you're going through in your life and move it into the realm of grace and peace, just do it. Stop. In the middle of your anger, depression, stop. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, this is going to be about God's grace and peace. Christ is called the Prince of Peace. He says he's going to give you a peace that is beyond comprehension. The world and Satan, they can't offer you that. You cannot do it. And then that third point was gratitude. A spiritual person that is led, convicted, and guided, and taught by the Spirit of God creates and generates gratitude. Um, if you just want one thing, if you want evidence of a Holy Spirit person, it won't be the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It won't be an emotional outcry. It won't be any of that. It won't even be the ability to teach, I think. It's gratitude. It's gratitude. The earthly can only generate so much gratitude. If you had a scale in the earthly between gratitude and something else, the earth can only offer so much. The demonic will never. It'll be a, The only thing the demonic can offer in the form of gratitude is my selfishness. I'm thankful for me, my, this. That's demonic. But Holy Spirit gratitude is a lifestyle. It's a mindset. It's, it's the ability to say like Paul would say in the, to the Philippians, I've learned the secret to be content in every circumstance. When you think on these things, think about the things that are pure and lovely and joyful, things that you can give thanks for. Learn to, to, to live as Christ and to die as gain. I can do all things through Christ and strengthen, strengthens me. That's gratitude. Okay, and so today then, we're going to move to, and we're only going to get through a few of these, is the hearing, spiritual hearing. Throughout this passage of Scripture, the word heard and heard and heard and heard is used over and over again. We're going to read them, but I want to ask you this morning, how's your hearing? How is your hearing? So I went to youth group this morning. It was really good. Um, so Duke University, and it was years and years and years ago, they did a, he a, a study on uh, noises, the way we hear. And so uh, the first century thing, sensory thing, like so you're in your mother's womb, you can hear. You can't see yet, but you can hear. So you're developing some touch and feel, but you can hear. And so I ask you, how much of what you hear affects the kind of person you are? And the number's staggering. It's about 70 over 70%. That's what the smart guys say. 
So we start hearing in our mother's womb. We come out, we're hearing. And so one of the things that they did, there was 1,100 schools, public schools, 1,100. They went, and the noises that kids hear for the 8 to 10 hours a day that they're in a public school. It's all over America. It's an intriguing study. So, uh, and I asked Grace this morning, what do you hear in the public school over there? This is not an indictment against the public school. Listen, bear this out. Well, she hears anger. She hears violence. She hears sarcasm. You hear some laughter. Maybe it's not the best kind of laughter. And then they hear stuff from the teachers. You even hear some silence and somebody's taking a test. But this study revealed that the majority of what the kids hear in a public school through the course of the day is negative. Now think about that. They contrasted that to two other dimensions, private Christian schools and homeschooling. Now we have a CC group that meets over here every Tuesday. There's 50, 60 kids. One of my great days during the week is Tuesday because I hear all the joys. They line up there before they go in the building and they sing hymns right there in my office. I hear these kids. I hear their parents. Some of them are annoying. They come in my office. They annoy it, but I love it. But they're hearing something. The sounds that they hear are different than what's being taught in public school. I think the uh, study said that out of the 1,100 public schools, they could only put a, a little less than 100 in what they would call a positive noise factor, the things that you hear. All kinds of public schools. They contrasted that to the private Christian schools, and, and I, so I don't believe in coincidence, uh, Brazos Christian had a pastor appreciation day this week, and I have to tell you, walking in there, it was, uh, I don't know, it's Tuesday morning, Jackson Shaddix go there, he, he invited me, and from the time I walked on that campus, everything I heard was pleasant. Even in the parking lot, they had all their monitors out and people were joyfully talking to one another. Uh, it was just, it, 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 I just heard joy. And you walked in and they had a tremendous praise team and the kids were all chattering and the teachers were, and all the little kids were sitting up front and, and, and I was hearing that joy and it kind of re-edified solid. That study revealed that the majority, in fact, it was the at a private Christian school, it was a positive noise factor. Homeschool, positive noise factor. So, and, so now you could go to marriages, you could go to homes, you could go to businesses, you could go to anything. If you take a child that's being raised in a carnal environment in the third ward of Houston or south side or west side of Dallas or San Antonio, I mean, the, the noises that they hear, the voices that they hear are completely different than maybe another area where somebody's being raised, or in a home. If there's violence in the home, you can hear violence. If there's anger in the home, you can hear anger. You can hear it. You can hear darkness. And we are affected by that. Up to 75% of who we are has to do with the voices and the noises that, we've, that we hear. And whether it's an urban setting or out here in the country, or we're affected by that. So, that's just an introduction into this passage of Scripture here and, and, and thinking in terms of spiritual, the Holy Spirit, one of the tenets of the Holy Spirit, and listen to how Paul uses the word heard over and over again. I'm going to start in verse 5, chapter 1 in Colossians. 
Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven in which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you just as in all the world, so it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it has been doing in you also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on your behalf, and he also informed us of your love in the Spirit. Remember what we just passage we read out of 1 Corinthians. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we've not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So, the demonic, there's a lot of noise. There's a noise factor. And it can be heard. It can be heard. I mentioned the kids up. So, as a kid, you may not have a lot of choice of what you hear. When you get older, you do. And uh, one of the most powerful genres is music. And I remember before I was a Christian, and even in the rodeo arena, there was uh, one of the great, <laughs> and I, I'm still, I'm just going to confess to you, ACDC. Anybody know who ACDC is? Music, powerful genre. And I, I could, I'm not going to do it because I'd embarrass myself and you, you wouldn't like it. But I used to imitate the uh, ACDC, you know, the song Back in Black, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, you know, all those great songs. And, and you'd be at a rodeo and you're about to get, and they play that song, man, and it just gets you fired up. But if you listen to the words of those songs, they're just not good. They're worse than not good. I mean, they're demonic, you know, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, man. Back in black. Yeah, it gets worse. But man, I hear it. You heard it. I could just keep going. Music's a powerful genre, isn't it? And, but our tears are turned to that. Is the earthly, there's the demonic, and then there's the spiritual. There is this morning. You know, there are these great songs. I remember my grandmother's house, man, it was so good. Uh, my grandmother, we were in church every Sunday, and she'd come home, and she sang in a choir, and she had the piano, and she'd, I heard those noises in the, in the kitchen, and I could hear a man getting stuff to eat, and it was going to be good. You could hear it. You could smell it. You could be in another room, but then she would sit down at that piano, and she'd just, how great thou art. I, you know, she'd sing those great hymns. You could hear that. You could hear it. And it was such a powerful, the old rugged cross. All those words, you hear that, okay? And so there's those realms, and then you think about how that affects you and the person that you are. And so Paul is saying this here, and he's writing this, and look at this tenet. And so verse, that verse 4, listen to this. So this is what Holy Spirit spiritual hearing is. Verse 4, let's read it again. Verse 4, um, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints. Think about what you hear during the course of a day. Maybe it's demonic. You know, you're driving down a road and that song comes on. You know, and old Flip Wilson used to say, he'd have a devil on his show. He said, well, the devil made me do it. Maybe we're hearing that satanic voice. He does indeed prowl around like a lion looking for someone to devour. Okay? Or maybe it's just something earthly. It's just witches. What is, what is going on in the earth today that inspires anything good in you? What are you proud of what's going on there in D.C.? You listen to CNN, Fox, Newsmax, NBC, ABC, CBS. There's a lot of voices. You can hear that. 
You, you can just think about Washington, D.C., and you, you're, you're going to be hearing stuff. It's the earthly, isn't it? There's nothing. What, what, what redu- I, I think one of the best things that Tammy and I have done, I, she's been better than me, but I kind of go back sometimes. I just kind of have to get, see, I'll get a little fix of what's going on there. But we quit watching the news after the election. And I'll tell you, I think the quality of life that we've had is better. It's, but you can hear it, okay? And so, but this is what Holy Spirit, remember how much this affects us, spiritual life, Holy Spirit tenant, when you have spiritual hearing, what happens? You hear faith and love. You hear faith and love. Now, I want to challenge you. How much of your daily life and your conversations and your relationships are you hearing faith and love? How much? From the time you get up to the time you go to sleep. And I don't remember, was it Braden? Where's Braden? Braden, were you the one that said this morning, I, said, I had him tell me, so what do, what do you hear? They, well, they're country kids. They hear cows and guineas, and Grace said she hears cows. I said, what do they sound like? She said, moo. <laughs> or you said dogs, right? I said, yeah, she said dogs. I said, what do you say? Somebody said cows. She says, wolf, you know, wolf. Guineas, I don't even want to, yeah, they're just loud, they screech. But they hear that, right? So, uh, but I ask, and Braden says, we hear ourselves. Wasn't you, Braden? Was it you? Yeah. We hear ourselves. That's a voice, isn't it? And so, how much of what you hear during the day has to do with faith and love? Because Paul identifies this right here. I mean, verse 3 said, we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Why? Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. I consider myself an incredibly fortunate uh, individual. God has put some men and women in my life um, that, and our elders I'm just telling you, our elders, uh, I hear faith and love from them. Members of this church, I hear faith in Christ Jesus and love from them. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And I don't know, we are accountable for what we hear. A child may not be because he doesn't have a little choice. If, you know, the parents may control the dynamics, maybe in a public school. But as, a, as adults, we do. We, we become more accountable for what we hear. We can choose not to listen to the earthly or the satanic. But you can. That Holy Spirit in you that's guiding, leading, convicting you, iron sharpens iron. I'm going to challenge you. How many of you, if you look at your life and you say, of all the things I hear from when I get up to when I go to bed, has to do with faith in Jesus Christ. And the love that someone has for all the saints. Spiritual. Number two, verse five. Let's read verse five again. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel. Number, that would be B. So how much of your hearing has to do with hope, the heavenly, truth, and the gospel? 
How much? You ask, how much of your life, the, your day from when you get up to when you go to bed, because it affects, it affects the level of depression in your life, what you hear, joy, anger, all those things. So from a spiritual standpoint, the words in this verse, it's hope, heavenly, truth, and gospel. Most of what we listen to, if it's the earthly and the satanic, is no hope in it. What hope do you have? What hope does a decaying, rotting world have for you? Solomon said it's all vanity. What if you could achieve everything that Solomon achieved? It is all earthly. I built vineyards and I built palaces and I pursued everything. I, it was women, wine, women's song, and it's all vanity. There's no hope in it. We only have one hope, and that's an eternity with Jesus Christ. And then the heavenly. Sing to me of heaven. I, this, and I was talking to Mike recently. You know, I feel pretty good. He's 63, and I'm 62, and, you know, we, we don't live a terrible life. But the whole body's just kind of, you know, and the Bible says it's a vapor. But heaven promises us a new body. Only heaven promises that. And heaven is promised by God. Heaven is no more tears, no more dying, no more growing older, no more death. Heavenly. And then the truth, the truth and the good news. The truth and the good news. I'm going to end here. We're going to go with the second part of this next week. But the truth. Jesus Christ says, John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So I've shared with the kids this morning. So, and I think I've shared with y'all. I'm going to try to get this open. This is, this is over 100 years old. It's a, it's a handmade Swiss pocket watch. And there's a picture of my grandfather, and it was like 1914. He was a telegrapher. I got it up. There it is. For a train station where he was living. And, and he, he had this pocket watch because they had to keep time. There it is right there. And it's handmade, and, and it, it doesn't lose time. All the gears, and they're handmade. And it's over 100 years old. So there's a picture of him with this pocket watch in 1914. And I have it. It's prized for me. And, um, but So I can hear it ticking. But what I really hear is the voice of my grandfather. And I know his hands touched this and held this, and he wound it up. And um, I hear the voice of my grandfather. And uh, he was a man that dedicated his life uh, to honoring God, and he did. And he was married to my grandmother 67 years, and he loved my grandmother, the way Christ loved the church, I saw it. I heard it. He loved his children and his grandchildren 
the, the way a spiritual man would. He believed in heaven and his hope was in Jesus Christ. This is my grandfather. Um, well, you can hear truth. You can hear the earthly. You can hear the satanic. But you can hear truth. And you can hear the gospel. The gospel is always unconditional love and forgiveness. That's it. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Spiritual hearing has to do with the truth and the word of truth in the gospel. And the word of truth is Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus Christ is the word. He's the truth. And without him, there's no good news. And the good news is two things. Two things. This love that, just read 1 Corinthians 13. It, it love, God's love, spiritual loves, it, it, it's patient. It's kind. It does not envy. It's not proud. It's not arrogant. It doesn't boast. You can hear all that. It says it keeps no record of wrongs. You can hear that. The earth, the earthly, uh, the spirit of the earthly keeps a record of wrongs. The satanic takes a chisel, man. And I mean, it's just, just, oh, boy, I got a record of wrongs. And the Holy Spirit, with unconditional love, says, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. That's the truth. So I want to challenge you this morning. We'll do the second part of this next week to examine how's your hearing. You and I are just like Paul. We're just like him. And we're like every sinner that's been saved. We're like what John says in 1 John. He says, if we say, if Christians say we do not sin, and the, then the truth is not in us. Christians might say, Christians, I have actually heard on two different occasions. I've heard it. I've heard this. A Christian said, I don't sin. I mean, I've heard that. Well, the scripture says, if we say we don't sin, now they were bold enough to speak it. We probably think it sometimes. Well, I don't sin. Or my sin isn't as bad as yours. Well, if, you, if that's the voice you're hearing, maybe you won't speak it. The truth is not in you. Then the other part of that equation is there are those that say, I have not sinned. I do not sin and I have not sinned. And then it says we make God out to be a liar. If you say I have not sinned, You make God out to be a liar. There's no truth in it. There's no truth in it. But that's the earthly and that's the demonic. The spiritual will always say the Holy Spirit that's convicted, the person that is convicted by the Holy Spirit of God will say, Dear Lord God Almighty, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
How's your hearing this morning? How's your hearing? Is it earthly? Is it spiritual or demonic? When we're like Paul, why do we do the very thing we don't want to do? But you know how he finishes that statement? The flesh and the spirit, this is how he finishes it. Why do I do the very thing I don't want to do? The good that I would do, I, I find that I cannot do. I find then that the principle of evil dwells within me, the one who wishes to do good. Oh, wretched man that I am. But this is the way the Holy Spirit man, person, woman concludes. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of death? The body of death. This is it. Thanks be to God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's the truth in the gospel. Therefore now, Romans 8 and 1, there's no, law, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That's the truth. And that's the gospel. How's your hearing? That man on the cross, his hearing was pretty good. Not pretty good. It was without flaw. Let's pray. Father in heaven, again, thank you for this morning. Thank you for allowing us to hear these wonderful, just the word, the hymns, the songs, songs of glory, songs of hallelujah. Thank you for allowing us to hear Hannah's prayer this morning. This is the sweet prayer of a child. Thank you for allowing us to hear the joy of saints who come together in the fellowship and worship you. Thank you for allowing us to hear your word, Father, as we read it and study it. Father, thank you most of all for allowing us to hear the truth of the gospel, the good news of your love for us through your Son. And it is in the truth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.